Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Don't have time to work out? Well, that's where our free 10-minute classes come into your life. You can go ahead and sign up over at themerrymakersisters.com forward slash five days and we'll send you five days of 10-minute classes, yoga, Pilates, all of the goodness to make you feel absolutely amazing. Emma, are you excited? Oh, yes. These are my favorite classes. Bring it on. We'll see you super soon on the mat over at themerrymakersisters.com forward slash five days. This is episode 299 on the Get Married podcast. We're so excited to be coming to your ears again this week with a really, really interesting topic that we're excited to dive into because I think it's something that I know I struggle with and I think it's something everyone struggles with. Well, you know, I would say... I wouldn't describe it as interesting. I would describe it as (laughs) super-duper useful. Yes. that it will make your life so much better mm-hmm. because it helps you in all your human interactions, mm. which is very, very, you know, can make or break a day, can make or break a decade. <laughs> how true is that? And so today we are talking all about how to be responsive rather than reactive. And we are going to be as actionable as possible. Like how can we actually change the way that we are in certain situations. Yeah, how we deal with certain yeah. things. Yeah. Uh, not as like change as a human, like not to your core, but I mean like, yeah, how can we do life better? Yeah, it's like how do we respond with more thought, with a more considerate action instead of an unfiltered, triggered response which is more of a reaction it's like you know you touch a stove oh it's hot and you react like that's a good reaction right (laughs) don't get rid of that (laughs) keep that one but there's definitely someone's you know maybe with your relationships your friendships your partners that we could definitely make better (laughs) I think so it's interesting when you're just like talking about describing it with the stove example yeah because it also made me think of like fight or flight Oh, yeah. And how that is, you know, that's autonomic. Mm. Is that how you say it? Mm -hmm. Uh, With your nervous system and it just happens. Yeah, yeah. You don't have control over that, um, but you can have control over it because, you Mm. know, when we do our deep breathing, Mm. if we're checking our emails and then suddenly Mm. the stress is starting because we're Mm. reacting to the emails, we actually can change that. So that's exactly what we're talking about, but in a more, I guess, human-to-human way. So with your sister or with your best friend or with your boyfriend or with your partner or with your colleagues, Mm. how can we not let what they do or they say totally wreck our day? Yeah, and it's like kind of also, well, it's getting out of your way. It's less self-sabotage, less sabotage of everything. And it's also just simply 
being more empathetic and more considerate of others instead of just thinking it's just about us because no way on this earth is it ever just about us. The world does not revolve around you, sorry, (laughs) or me or Carla or any of us. What? I know, I know. (laughs) So I guess, yeah, let's get into it. Uh, What would you say? What's your number one tip, Cole? Yeah, so I I know that there's many lessons that we've probably – talked about before that relate to this and I'm kind of excited in that they do because Mm. I always find that that's awesome when a lesson you've already learned also helps you with something else and the biggest thing that just popped into my mind when you were talking and it wasn't necessarily what I thought I was going to share first but the lesson from Don Miguel's The Four Agreements oh yeah of don't take things so personally or don't take things personally not even so personally. I know. Just don't take things personally. And it really is that practice of stepping out of your story. When someone does something, you need to be that outsider of yourself and stop relating what they're doing to your story of what you think they're doing. Or what you've been through or what you think they've been through. Well, I mean, like, the perfect example, someone has said a statement. It's not even about you or whoever is in your – like, it's not about you at all. But all of a sudden you've made it about you and therefore you are triggered and therefore you react. But even the fact was that it actually had nothing to do with you. So this is a really important one, I believe, because – it has nothing to do with you. It's a whole, there's no point. There's absolutely no point to take offense to it because it's not even about you. Mm. Okay, I understand when you take offense and it's directed towards you, like, Carla, you're blah. Yes. Like, okay, yeah, take offense to that. Or like, I'm talking about you and your situation. But in this case, it's like someone has just said something about something else not related to you. And all of a sudden, you've made it about yourself. Yes. So or how they've said it. Yes, and it, and really, then you get upset, then you get triggered, then you get angry, then you say, hey, you made me upset, and that person's like, what the, I didn't even know, I don't know, like it wasn't about you, I'm confused. And then they get upset because they're like, you're not understanding me. So it's a big mess. <laughs> yes, and then to, ta- to tack on to the end of that, it's actually okay that you did take it personally and you did get upset, but we're trying to avoid that. By learning this. Because, of course, sometimes you do take things Well, of course it's okay, but what this whole podcast is about is about reducing your suffering. Yeah. So it's okay if you want to suffer. Fine. Take offense. Do it. But if you you can acknowledge and reflect, I take things too personally. And, yeah, hand up, my I do. Mm -hmm. And I've worked on that for about the last five years. That has been one of the things I've worked very hard on. And no way am I great at it still. I talk about this. This is my number one thing with Damiano that we'll have fights and, like, it'll be me taking super, super th- everything super personally and then we'll have a conversation and, like, I feel like I've been heard. He understands it and he's like, yeah, you took that really personally. I didn't mean that. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I see how I did that, blah, blah, blah. But it could have been, like, that whole fight didn't have to happen yeah. because I could have talked about it later. I could have responded without being so upset and hurt. Yes. And then we could have had a discussion about, hey, what you said I didn't like. Yeah, and I think, you know, a really easy question to ask yourself in that kind of situation where you do first in the initial instance 
take it personally, like it's like a little mm. hit to you and you're like, oh, my God, is this about me? I ask yourself, yeah. is this about me? Hang on a second. And it's like adding that bit of space. Yes. And I think that, you know, that's probably our next advice piece of <laughs> – that's not advice. That's our, that's our next tool that we would both use, add space where possible. Whether that is a breath. Whether that is time to go inwards, don't speak about it, just like process it. Uh, whether that is, hey, I need to have a moment. Having, If it's a heated discussion already maybe, you tell that other person, I just need some time to myself just to process and reflect. You, you can do that. You're okay to do that. You're allowed. There's no rule book saying that you can't do that. So I would really recommend that. Uh, I definitely always go inwards, but sometimes it's like I take it personally and go inwards, so I'm just like stewing inside Mm. and upset inside, and I most certainly (laughs) don't recommend that. Yeah. It's not a good idea, is it, Emmy? (laughs) Uh, So space can be a breath. It could be a meditation. It could even be going for a walk. It could be doing a yoga class, doing a Pilates class. It's like anything that you weren't doing before. Yeah, it's like shifting you, shifting Mm. your environment, making a change. Yeah, it's like the gap between this has happened, (laughs) now I'm going to go do this. But, yeah, I'm just saying it doesn't have to be like space of nothing. Yes. You could do space of something. Yeah, exactly. And then you could come back and say, hey, I had a moment. In Down Dog, now I've realised yeah. what I am what I actually want to yeah. say. And I think uh, that kind of perfectly takes us to creating a practice that helps us better respond. So it might be that your daily meditation or your daily yoga class, your daily walk on the beach actually helps you become better at responding and uh, less reactive. So it kind of works in two ways. So, okay, I've reacted, now I'm going to go do a meditation or yoga to help me. Or I can do the yoga and meditation before to make me uh, react better, respond Respond better. better. Yeah, and I really love that because the whole idea with especially yoga and meditation, and I do, I honestly, you know, the way that we practice Pilates is so mindful inside Mary Body. It's very much in your body. It's mindful practice. Uh, the idea of these practices isn't to um, just feel the benefits or just, uh, you know, when you hear that yogic philosophy, just ponder on that on the yoga mat. Mm. The idea is, like, how can I walk that off the mat? Mm. Like, how can I, uh, okay, I've, I've been sitting in meditation for 20 minutes, 10 minutes a day, and... Uh, the object of the, not the object, the goal of our meditation isn't to just sit in meditation for 10 minutes and have the bliss there mm. and just have the relaxation there. It's to to be carried with us. Yeah. And so in the moment where your sister takes your favourite dress or something and uh, you get really angry, then that's your moment where your meditation practice actually comes through automatically almost and you think, hang on, let me just take a breath. Yeah. Like, What's a dress? Yeah, it makes you kind of bigger picture instead mm. of like focus on this, like what's just lying in mm-hmm. front of you. Uh, and then I guess, you know, like all our podcasts, every topic I feel like helps us in this case really. And the answer is to just simply be more aware 
And this also creates more empathy because we're not so uh, focused on ourselves. We're not so selfish with our views. We have a more strategic... <laughs> we have a bird's eye view. We can see yeah. the, the moving parts and we're a part of this world. Yeah, of course, we're the main character in our own story, but we also fit into this ecosystem and it's not all me, 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 me. It's we. Yeah. And I, I mean, as we're talking about these tools and these lessons and these practices, they're all the same. Mm. It's just how we get to where we want to be. Yeah. And that's where it's like you pick, like you, you as the human doing the life, you pick and choose what works mm. for you. And if that's the breath or if that's the walk or if that's asking, is this about me? What what did they say? Oh, yeah, don't take things so personally. That's yeah. it. That's my reminder. Everything we've just talked about literally is the same thing. Yeah. And I would say that even just you or me or you, Carla, all of us. <laughs> you or me or you. Everyone. I would say that if we just say I want to work on my responding rather than reacting, we're going to start doing, be doing it. Like we just have to have the awareness and the want, the desire to actually make this change. I think it really is as simple as that because before I didn't think I had a problem. I didn't see that my actions were part of the problem because, oh, poor me, I'm taking everything personally. I'm crying. I'm the victim. victim. And even if (laughs) in that case, if I was the victim, like, and I'm, look, I'm talking about like menial stuff generally here. Like there's nothing like, it's like arguments, daily arguments of, I don't know what, it might be nothing, but it's, I'm just saying it's not like a super big fight. Yeah. They're little things, but they do create suffering. Uh, yeah, I didn't think I had a problem before. And then I think I read that book or I read an overview of that book maybe or a podcast with about the four agreements. Oh, yes. And I was like, well, far out. I take everything <laughs> personally. And, yeah, that creates a lot of angst. It's, it creates a lot of sadness for me, unnecessary pain. I don't need to do this. Yeah, I think it's when you also realise that whole like, oh, I don't need to be thinking about myself all the time. Like it kind of you do realise, oh, I'm being, I am being like quite uh, selfish and egotistical right now. The Mm. world is revolving around me. Could I perhaps check in with the person who snapped at me? Mm. Not necessarily about anything I've done, but they definitely got angry. Are you okay? And it's like, yeah, instead of being like, poor me, I'm angry, it's like, hey, what's going on? That was unusual. Are they okay? Yes. And that's the thing. It's like, you know, if it's a constant thing and, like, it's like a constant, Mm. like, just someone's just being rude to you, maybe, and they don't really, um, like, they're not a big you don't actually need them in your life. Perhaps you could oh, walk yeah. away. Yeah. And that's fine. But if you actually want a relationship with this person yes. and it's unusual that they're acting this way, yeah, then it, it even makes it more clear to me 
oh, what's wrong with that person? Let yeah. me check. Let yeah. me be caring. And you can still say, hey, like, I thought you were a bit rude. Yes. You kind of snapped. I, I feel like it's about me, but maybe it's not. Am I right? Am I wrong? It's it's about slowing everything down. And I think that's the next tip. Like, see how you can slow it all down. When I have an argument, I try really hard to not make it fast. You know, like snap, 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 snap. Because that's when you are reacting. That's when you come out with things that are like, oh, I didn't mean that. That was really mean. It's the blow up. Yeah. And it's like sometimes you're like, what the heck? What was that? Who was that? Who was that? I had the biggest blow up the other night. It's like, yeah, like that. Like the biggest of my life, maybe. Whoa. (laughs) I was like. I didn't know where that person came from. but And I couldn't control it. But I would say, I well, you need to listen to this podcast. <laughs> I would say, Carla, that that blow up because I know a bit more about it. And I can't really share about <laughs> No, exact. not really. I would say that it's been built up yes. a long, long time. It was a volcano. Yeah, it's ready been ready. It's been like the whatever the seismographs mm. or whatever mm. they're called and then there was they've an been earth. monitoring and then there it was an yeah earthquake. and it exploded and it caused the explosion yeah and you probably needed it but you probably could have saved that by being more open yeah. and honest with yourself and the other yeah, person involved that's true. uh and there's another there's another, there's another tip there's another tool don't keep things inside if there's something in there that is upsetting you or you really need to communicate to your partner, your best friend, your sister, your parents, whoever it might be, your work colleagues, if you if you keep feeling this thing and it's coming up like more than twice a month, you've got to figure out how to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And that can be really hard. Communication is hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is where the tool of uh, where you're questioning don't take it personally, like doesn't actually help. Yes. Like if you're feeling it, and you're feeling like, you know, that twice a month. No, it's time to talk about it. Well, that's, and you've, this is you've, kind of, you've thought about it. But this is kind of a step before yeah, yeah. the reacting. True. Because this is a reason why you're reacting, True. because this is an oh, issue. Yes. So it's kind of a segue here. <laughs> We're working backwards, people. Yeah, it's a segue. But it's also <laughs> a reason why so many people react and blow up, because it's not actually about oh, what's so happening. True. It's not about what's happening right now. It's about what's been happening for the last year or 10 years. So true. It's like, you know, we've seen it with our parents. That's mm. the perfect example that they'll come onto one certain topic and like, <laughs> whoa, it's like massive. And I'm like, okay, like what mum just said wasn't that bad, but dad's really reacting terribly or vice versa. Mm-hmm. And that's because it's a 20-year-old argument. Yes. And it's like, you guys, that's stupid. <laughs> you need to sort this out. Yes. <laughs> and I mean, yeah, easy for us to observe and say that harder when it's you involved yeah so true also figure out yeah i really like that um i feel like that's probably the one of the most important things in this podcast don't stew on it you know speak up yeah if you need to yeah and it's gonna be a hard conversation and i really i remember i can't remember who said it maybe it was brene brown Mm. and she was talking about like how to have really hard conversations and she she said to start it off with like i'm feeling really vulnerable talking about this subject Mm. i actually am finding it really difficult and i'm Mm. not quite sure how to even talk about it but i'm gonna do my best so if you could just listen to me for a little moment i'm gonna try 
to tell you how I feel. Yeah. But I feel really awkward and yuck. Yeah. It's being super authentic Mm. and putting it out there, putting your heart out there. Mm -hmm. And that's really hard because often what we're afraid of is rejection. Because hearts get broken. Yeah, we're afraid of putting it out there because we fear that the answer isn't going to be what we want to hear maybe. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, that's really scary. And, I mean, our relationships are our safe places and if they're no longer safe, they can become really, like, awful and dangerous. Mm. Uh, And we all deserve and are worthy of safety. So true. Emotionally, mentally, of course, physically, but all of it, of course. So true. Hmm. Okay, any more tools for this responsiveness rather than reactivity? Uh, I'm sure there's, like, heaps of psychologists who would be, like, have, like, ten extra tools, but, like, we are not psychologists. We're just uh, We're real lifers. We're just humaning (laughs) and living and sharing. We're literally doing everything wrong. So we can then well, <laughs> learn a few things right and share them with you. And I think as well, I mean, like, we've literally, we probably should have talked about this before the podcast too because we just came up with these on the podcast. So it's cool though. It's been a – it's a <laughs> – Don't tell everyone that. I know, but it's been like a nice reflection of just normal life. I feel like uh, – and all of you – not all of you, you listening at home or wherever you are – that's why you listen to this podcast because it is usually this kind of uncovering and mm. discovering, yeah, recovering uh, the topic. And I think sometimes things can be so planned out and then you lose the magic. That's very and true. That's, There's nothing polished about this podcast. No, and I think that's why... <laughs> It is, it's supposed to be a real-life conversation, and that is what we're recording right now. Mm. You know, me and Emma having a chat about this subject and figuring out, like, how can we do this better? Yeah. And how, did, how are we yeah. doing it better? I'm going to add one last thing that is very useful in this, and it's that, okay, for this one we're talking about our closest relationship. So the people who like siblings, best friends, partners, wives, husbands, whatever, those really close ones that you see almost every day. It's important to try and be on the same page about why this is important. So, you know, you're both working on your reactions. You're both working on creating responses instead of reactions. I think that is very helpful because if, if it's just one of you always doing it, it feels really unbalanced and it might feel that you end up kind of not getting heard or that you don't fully express yourself and in the end you're like don't take it personal don't take it personal but in the end it's kind of like it's too much it's too heavy because actually you're not being heard properly so this is where it's important to try and both be on the same page about this and I know like in every partnership you're on different you know you're on different journeys but sharing it together. So you might be super interested in human behavior and how to make your relationships better, but your partner might be not so interested in it. So it's kind of figuring out how to get them on your page. And really, this is, I always say this to Damiano, it's about meeting in the middle. It's about coming from where you are, me coming where I am and traveling 
together to this point where we see eye to eye. And I think that's helpful. Mm. So it's kind of like you're educating each other (laughs) on yourselves and being heard. And I think that's a beautiful thing. If you can somehow manage to do this in your relationships, like Carla and I are pretty good at this. We've had 30... (laughs) 30-odd years to practice. <laughs> Sounds like I say, now we're good yeah, at it. Yeah, now. And we're, we're still bad. Oh, my it. gosh, still, yeah. Still very bad every now and again. <laughs> and it's like, what happened there? Uh, but very yeah. good about coming back But I think it, that's really important. So, you know, if that's if you don't have that right now and if you feel like it's really not there at all, that could be your first step. Like, I don't know, do you send that. the podcast to them? Maybe I don't know, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> maybe take uh, the show notes. Yeah, send an article. There's a bazillion, <laughs> maybe I'll find a good article and put it in the show notes. <laughs> a Brene Brown one or something, yeah, I don't I'm know. Sure she or a quote about I don't it. Know. Absolutely. Uh, the last thing I want to finish on, and I think it's just a good analogy, uh, you know, you don't, I hope you don't anyway. You don't open up your emails and respond right away, do you? I don't. <laughs> and sometimes I'm, I'm the worst. <laughs> and some you are. I have to remind you often. Have you checked your action folder? Oh. Have you checked the action folder? There's an email for your wedding in the action folder. Okay. Emma's just responding, guys. So she's taking space. Yeah. Uh, she's I'm gonna, really good she's at responding. She's got to use this uh, against me now. I'm taking space to reflect on this response. <laughs> don't. I will never um, do that. <laughs> And I, I, I like to think about it like that. You know, sometimes you get a nasty email. Whoa, makes you angry. Whoa. It makes Carla angry. You want to write sure. back and you maybe you've even drafted a reply. But you, you <laughs> didn't hit send because you reread it and you're like, oh, oh my God, that's terrible. I can't send that. And then you delete it and then you respond with smiley faces and exclamation marks and you're really like, you're just your lovely self. Because you reread their email and you realise, oh, I read that in the complete wrong way. I think this is a very good analogy, the emails to the real life. Emails are even worse because you cannot really hear tone. We put tone to it. Exactly. So it can be a very dangerous place. (laughs) And I would say that's a number one tip for email responsing. 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 Uh, please leave it as a draft. <laughs> Don't hit send. And get someone to read it. Yeah. <laughs> if it's like a heated thing, like really think twice. Um, but I like that. If only we could do that with real life conversations, but we can't. No, I know. But we can, as we've mentioned, take the breath. Yeah. Tell them you need a moment. Yeah. So if it is, you know, an actual real life moment where you actually have to respond in a in a timely manner, as in like they're trying to converse with you, mm. and you actually do need to respond. You yeah. can't just like look at them and just say, "I'm just waiting." Well, you could. <laughs> like, you could. You can do whatever you want, actually. But it, it's like the gap between is a little bit smaller normally. Yes. Unless you've completely walked away and said, "I need that time." Yeah. And I'm just going to ponder, and I'm going to yeah. be back, and then we can talk. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, think about it like that. So it's like you know, this email, this uh, situation has popped up. You've read it one way. Maybe that's not the exact way it was meant to be read. Yes. And so you can reread it again mm. and again and again. You could actually ask, what did you mean by this? Mm. Is that what you meant? Mm-hmm. Just checking because you didn't use emojis. So I'm confused. <laughs> Please insert at least 100 emojis. <laughs> you didn't. 
give me a kiss at the end. <laughs> kiss, kiss, kiss. Uh, but yeah, I just when you were describing that last mm. thing, it just reminded me of my inbox and how sometimes I can be really reactive, but I don't actually react. I just am reactive. She just reacts to me, to guys, you. and I'm like, <laughs> she's angry. <laughs> and you know the good thing about what we do is we don't actually receive that many bad emails, and I think that's probably why I'm really bad at it. Because they're, yeah. the, they're few and the many. You know, it's maybe one a month. Yeah. Not even. I think we've had maybe three. And, yes, I remember them all. <laughs> <laughs> I know their names, their email address, off by heart. Uh, and I will remember you forever and ever. <laughs> we'll meet in real life. No, I'm kidding. Um, but, yeah, so I think because I don't experience it all that often, I'm very bad at it. And it's actually something I've been really trying to work on in not taking it personally because – you know, I can only outsource so much. But so, also, you know, I have to do deal with some yes. things. Yes. And to tell you the truth, Carla, like business is such a – and work, it's such another level than your actual real life. So I think, yeah, you do need to work on that. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I just said I do. You don't okay. need to <laughs> Well, I'm glad you declared it out to the world. <laughs> No, I know I need to work on it. And it's something I really do want to work on because I know it creates unnecessary suffering and I should not take it personally. I think, yeah, this is our... Maybe if you had a takeaway from today's lesson, today's episode, work on it. Mm-hmm. Carla, yours is about taking things personally. And, you know, I'll take that too. Emails. But also in real life. Specifically. But real life too. Do you want me specifically? Okay, all right, all right, all right. Uh, but, yeah, choose one, take a, take it away and work on it and see what happens. This is the cool thing when we have the want and desire to make changes and to reduce our suffering on these little things because there's enough suffering from other things. Mm-hmm. There's enough bad stuff going on in the world when – we don't need to create our internal drama and our internal suffering. It's pretty cool. Yeah. That we can completely change the way we see a situation or yeah. experience a situation. Yeah, well, it's like our reaction literally changes the situation. Mm-hmm. Our completely. reaction completely. Our re- it forms our reality. Yeah. So if we change this one thing about ourselves, how we respond instead of react, our whole lives will change. Mm-hmm. It has the the possibility to completely flip everything. It's very cool. Wow. Okay, let's all do this. Okay, and report <laughs> back because we want to hear from you. So you can message us on Instagram. You can email us. Uh, we're very accessible. We actually love hearing from you. So make sure you do. Otherwise, we'll be back next week for episode 300. Oh It's probably just going to be another great episode like this one (laughs) about a different subject. (laughs) All right. Okay, bye. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards 
Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone.